Oh, how goop is that? Spirit Bird by Xavier Rudd bringing us in there for episode number 83 of the Average Man podcast. And today, tonight, was a real, really good episode. Really fun one, man. Uh, I had a, a dude on today. Um, you'll meet um, Jay Godfrey of Jay Godfrey Media and Impact Media. We had a really cool chat, man. I, I just had such a ball. I've been following this dude uh, on Instagram for a while. Uh, he is a content creator, storyteller. Um, you know, I'll let him tell his own story rather than going into it too much. We chat for about an hour. We go down all sorts of windy roads, dips and turns, and and um, really, really had a good chat, man. We're sort of cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways. And I think, you know that feeling when you meet somebody um, for the first time and you both just are on the same level? Um, we really hit that sort of vibe tonight. And I just had a really cool chat, man. I think we both had a lot of fun. Uh, give us a few minutes to warm up because it's through Zoom. We just met each other the first time around. So there's that little bit of timing that you need to figure out on Zoom with the delay and all that kind of shit. But this one warms up pretty pretty quickly and we have a really good chat, man. So uh, I won't rattle on too much longer. I'll jump straight into it. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Um, episode number 83 of the Average Man Podcast, Spirit Bird. Peace. Boom. Uh, welcome to episode number 83 of the Average Man Podcast, Spirit Bird. Um, I'm here with Jay, uh, Jay Godfrey. Big welcome to Jay Godfrey, mate. Um, look, thanks for your time here, man. Jay Godfrey of Godfrey Media, I should say there. And thanks for your time, brother. I really appreciate you coming on and, and um, having a yarn with us. So, um, you know, we've been trying to tee it up for a little while. Um, everybody's busy. We got families and work commitments and and whatnot. So I appreciate you putting some time aside, man. And it's great to meet you via via Zoom, anyway. And um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're it's a crazy time, bro. Yeah, all sorts uh, of things happening, eh? Yeah, trying to plan a lot of things has been, I guess, challenging for a lot of people, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a, it's a very, very weird time uh, that we're living in, man. <laughs> hey, um, I caught wind of you. I think through uh, a mate of mine, um, uh, through his Insta, probably, um, a local fella here in Headland, um, Carlos of Captured by Carlos. He's a local photographer, and I, yep. I think that's where I caught wind of you. Um, I, I was just trying to think about it the other day. Where where did I, I stumble upon you? And then you know, I, I was you're you're intent. Yeah, sort of your consistency and your positivity and kind of captured my attention and I've been following along and, and watching the journey unfold man so you know you're you're an engaging sort of dude you got an interesting look that helps that that stands you out mm. from from the from the crowd you know and you've kind of got this infectious positivity man so that's kind of what what uh captured my attention and, and drew me in um but I think that's where yeah. I caught wind of you through through Carlos um yeah. And then I realized, uh, you put up a post a little while ago, I realized you'd spent some time in Headland a while back, um, mm. which I didn't know at the time. I was just following you. You were a dude over on the, in Queensland on the Gold Coast. And, and I thought, oh, he's, he's, he was in Headland working, I, I, I assume. So I thought I had to reach out and, um, and get in contact, man. I, yeah, I have um, I've done two stints in Headland. One was... 2014 uh, on Roy Hill, and then there was FIFO, and then a more residential role uh, in 2000. Yeah, maybe 15 to 17. Yeah, that was um, working locally at, at the 
on the wharf. Yep. So, yeah, that was residential, and that was a, that was a pretty that was a pretty tough gig because I chose to do long stints. Yeah. Away from the family. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would be really hard, man. I can imagine. Um, look, I, I well, why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown? Are you there, mate? Yep. Oh, my screen just cut out for whatever reason. Oh, good. I can still see you. And it could be it could be my reception. It's not real flash out here at camp. <clears throat> right. Well, we're still recording, so we, we should be good, man. Hey, um, yeah. Give us a bit of a rundown of of, of uh, what you do through through Jay Godfrey Media and Impact Media. Um, just uh, yeah, what your passion is and what you're doing and and what the services that you're offering are all about. Cool. Um. So. It, it all sort of started actually in Port Hedland. Um, I decided I wanted to start making videos a bit more, take it a bit more seriously. Mm. Uh, start a YouTube channel, and then I was like, "Well, I'm in Hedland. Like, there's nothing here to film. Like, because all the people that are watching were, you know, Canada cities, major cities, doing all these cool things. And I was like, far out. What can I do here in Hedland? To, to create, yeah. um, which was cool because it really pushed me to get creative and I learned a lot about storytelling, yeah. how to make something out of nothing basically and that's sort of where it all started. Um, I was still doing FIFO, doing little just passion jobs, fun not jobs, sorry, just little passion projects. Yeah, your little side um, hustle. Creating vlogs, YouTube got on yeah, got on YouTube and then took years until I started trying to make some money from it. Um, and then about November last year, I went full-time Jay Godfrey Media. So started a little business, um, was trading as a sole trader and, and things were going okay. Started picking up around February uh, and then COVID 2020 uh, <laughs> um, sort of rolled me. And I was yeah. like, no. So, well, I was so gutted, eh? Because I, I was, yeah, yeah, I was so pumped to be getting out of construction and mining because yeah. I have a five-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter who live in Brisbane, and um, I, I just didn't want to be away from them any longer. So yeah, I was so pumped, bro, in November that I left. And then that I struggled through Christmas and then I stuck in there and February it was coming right and then COVID happened. So it sort of forced me to, not forced me, but I came back out to FIFO yep. through that time, which yep. was actually a blessing, like a massive blessing. And that's when I started Impact Media, which, yeah, coming out here allowed me the time to get clear on what I actually wanted to do mm. and where I wanted to take the thing, you know? Yep. So that was cool. And then, yeah, Impact Media started. So I was actually going to ask that if this has progressed into like a full-time gig for you or, or if you, you've still got the, the other job on the side or, you know, you've still got the, the FIFO job, which you do. But I suppose having it as FIFO like that, yeah, you still miss out time with the, the kids, but you get blocks of time to, mm. to, do, to work on your passion, to work on Impact Media. You get those big blocks rather than trying to yeah. squeeze it in on weekends and after hours and things like, like that. Yeah, which is what I did from May until about a month ago. Yep. Seven seven permanent days, which is like pretty much the dream roster. Um, yeah. 
that enabled me to yeah every second weekend book a couple jobs and mm. do do both um, until one job out here ended about six weeks ago. And there, I asked one of the supervisors on this company that I'm working for now if he could get me a start on here because I wasn't ready to leave full-time yet. Yeah. And he did. He shuffled some stuff around. He got me a start. So I had three weeks in town between those jobs starting and just put everything into my company, mm. all my energy, all my time, and it just went boom. Like it really took off. And to the point where I was like, far out, I actually don't have to go back out yeah. But I told this guy that I would and, you know, he did me a solid by getting me on and didn't want to burn that bridge. So yep. I came back out and that was last swing. And then after three days of being here, I was like, oh, man, I can't stay. I, I would not be being true myself if I stayed out here because I didn't want to let that guy down. Yeah. Um, and then the nail in the coffin was it was my son's birthday and he called me up and he was like, Oh, Dad, are you coming home tomorrow for my birthday, for my fifth birthday? And I was like, oh. I was like, no, nah, I'm not, son. Um, so it was literally that day that I that I resigned, and this will be my this is my last swing. Oh wow! Yeah, bro, I've got five more days, and then full time Impact Media. Oh, and, you must be just vibing inside, dude. Oh, bro, I'm pumped. <laughs> and, and literally. As soon as I made that decision and that's where my energy was, like things have just been happening. Yeah. I guess you could say, you know, falling into place. Yeah, yeah. But I believe that it's attention goes where energy goes where attention flows. Yeah. Whatever that saying is. Yeah. Basically wherever you choose to put the energy, that's the thing that will grow. So Yeah, man. Yeah. And and as you say, falling into place, but the, the backdrop to that is is years of hard work of, of hustling on the side and using all your free time yeah. and, and time after work, staying up late, editing, doing all that kind of shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's falling into place. Yeah, it's 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 a handy little saying, but really it's it's hard work paying off is what it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, well, it's all part of a journey, you know, like what five five six years ago doing my first youtube vid in port helen you know um, yeah this is where oh, dreams are born man it happens it happens right. people people get inspiration out here even if it's out of boredom or what am i going to do with myself here you know yeah. like it, things things grow here you're not the first uh, man i've spoken to where they're their passion has has found its little spark out here for whatever reason and, and continued to grow, you know. So it's um yeah, whatever it is, man, there's something in the water. Yeah. Well, Carlos and I actually started we were doing stuff together, you know, back when I was living in Headland and I'd buy a drone, he had a drone and yeah, it was it's cool. It's See that's cool. bizarre. It's ironic that his name was brought up. Yeah, see, I've because I've had um, Carlos on a few times. He's been on two or three times uh, on the podcast, and I didn't realise that you guys have actually actually knew each other like that. I, I have had no conversations with you about with him about you. So it was just me thinking yeah. back and I think I must have been through Carlos's page because I see that he likes some of your some of your vids and photos as well. Um, but yeah, I didn't actually realise yeah. that you, you, you dudes were boys. But um, yeah, he's a good man as well, isn't he? Bro, we were real tight. Um... We were real talks. We were working together. He started uh, at the company that I was working at, and we got along so well. We were mm-hmm. going to the gym together, and 
Yeah, imagine it was, that, it imagine cool. that the energy of you two um, bumping into each other, man. You know, like that's pretty cool. Hey, and big shout yeah. out to Carlos while we're here. The man's just had his his first baby boy, I believe, a couple today. of days. Yeah, man. So he'll listen to this, mate. Big shout out, Carlos. We love you, brother. We do love you, bro. We do. Um, We've been yeah. try- actually been trying to tee him up to come over the east coast for like forever, but mm. obviously now it's it's super hard to do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, look, I just love seeing people. Um, I like to describe it as like breaking out of the matrix. So I love see, I love seeing people break out of the matrix and and make a life uh, doing what they love and what they're what they're called to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, we can we can spend our whole life just doing the grind, and then there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we need people in all the those jobs, mate. That's how shit runs, you know. But there's creative people out there it's not even just creatives there's people with passions uh that sometimes it, you lose sight of it or you feel like you've missed your moment or whatever it is and i love seeing someone you know you look like probably about the same vintage as me uh chasing after something that you, that you love to do and 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 making your own future mate and and like you know breaking out of the machine doing something different you know i, I love seeing that I've, i fully fully vibe off it and that's big part of what this podcast is about talking to people you know i do i do focus heavily on local but i've got connections around the place and zoom's opened that up for me so i'm not just doing local and the fact that you're tied to headland in in one way just is, is just a neat, neat way to wrap it all up for me but just anyone who's doing something interesting chasing those goals and passions i love it man it just it i feed off that sort of energy you know and which is why i wanted to get you on here and and hear a bit about your story and and um a big part of it seems to be this positive vibe that you that you've that you put out man you know and i think that's why yeah. you, you get things back it's bro uh, yeah yeah and i think to get to this point well i know for me to get to this point i had to go through a lot of um adversity mm. and tipping point for me a tipping point breaking point point of growth whatever you want to call it like the point where i decided to really change my life was when my wife left um actually when i was in headland so, like, I've lived a pretty a life full of ineffective behaviours since I was probably 17. Mm. Um, a bit of a traumatic upbringing with some things that happened to me and my, my family and I at a young age, and I think I unknowingly carried that. 17, 16, started drinking, ineffective behaviours just developed further 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 and then i played that out until what 32 you know um all sorts like self-sabotage um being unfaithful in almost every relationship i've ever had um money story like yeah all basically all self-sabotage and then when my wife left i was sort of forced to like not forced, but I guess given the opportunity to to do some work and heal because I had lost everything, you know. So yeah, yeah, that was a time for me where I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do to heal? Because I knew I'd not been living the most healthy life, yeah, uh, mentally, like for my mental state, 
and uh, but I was, you know, male bro. We're so tough. We're so cool. Yeah, we got all the answers. Like, yeah, I did not. I was not okay with being vulnerable back then. Like, I couldn't even say I love you to. It was like my wife, my kids, my mum, and my sisters, and my nana. That was it. You know. Yeah. Um. So the walls yeah, we those walls three. we put up, man. Those walls we crazy. Put up. You know, masks, bro. Like masks, masks, masks. Yeah, yeah. You'll see what I want you to see. You know, yeah. And it just takes a lot of work. And it takes work to break it down. You build it up subconsciously as you, you know, you're a young man, and like you say, things happen to you as a at a young age. You build those things up, and then you show people what you want them to see. And then when it all comes crashing down, you've got to rebuild from scratch. And it takes a long time Mm. to to pull all that shit down, man. You know, I I know from personal experience as well. It's it's funny. that um, we're going down this path already. One of the questions I wanted to ask was what was the catalyst for you to find these things don't generally, you don't just wake up one day and just, you know, just start chasing a dream for no reason. There's something that sparks that, you know, and, 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 and also with the, the mental side of things, I'm a big believer that our mental and our physical health are tied together really strongly. Um, what, what, do you agree with that? What, what's your feelings on that? hundred percent it's all the view that i have now and it'll change again it'll progress but the view i have now is that yeah we are we are one you know human being like we should be not do we do so many things Mm. instead of just be um i definitely it's definitely all tied together i yeah yeah, and, and, and the healthy mind, healthy body, you know, it's a big package deal really, isn't it? You know, getting them both in sync together and um, I'm actually doing Sober October at the moment because I'm trying to change a few habits. I don't drink um, too right. much by uh, the typical standard of things, but just for me, it's just a, 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 it's a cultural thing, obviously, Aussie, and, and you know, yeah. I'm in construction as well and, you know, and, and um I just wanted to break out of those habits. I don't want to just have a beer because I feel like that's what I do after work or on a, you know, on a yeah. weekend afternoon, like just try and break some of those, those habits. And, um, yeah, I mean, like you say, it's we're always a work in progress. So trying to keep, um, you know, tweaking the machine and, and see where I can, where, yeah. it, where it can take me. And, and definitely I feel the mental and the physical uh, are tied together in a big way, big workout. I do mine in the morning, get up, do a big workout before work, you know, and, and, um, I have to gauge a little bit bit better as I get older so I don't blow blow my energy levels out. But you just yeah. start the day feeling good. You've had a win and then you can kind of yeah. go tackle the next the next challenge straight off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Morning routine, eh, bro? Or like like you just said, uh, a morning a win for the morning, like cram as many wins in that morning as you can to then yeah. go like literally like supercharge your day. Yeah, yeah. And, and I find the thing with kids too, I'm a very routine driven sort of creature um, and having, having kids just, you know, I've got a, a little boy and a little girl, um, throws your life into chaos and all of a sudden you've got to learn how to function in chaos and then sort of wrap your routines and your drive and your mission, sort of, you know, bring it all back on path with this little chaotic beings yeah. running around changing shit on you yeah. every minute of the day. So there's yeah, a good life that, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah. So good, like, but we're going left. No, we're going right. No, we're going left. Yeah, no, we're not no. going anywhere. I'm just going to sit. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. That's been a big one for me, bro, is learning to 
navigate through having the kids because um, I've been having them on my week off. Mm. So still having the kids while trying to do the media thing and realizing that we can't leave in 20 minutes. Like, you know, if it's yeah. me, I will work, work, work up until about 10 minutes before I have to walk out of the door, get up, grab my bag, go, whatever. Yeah. I learned real quick. It doesn't work like that with kids. You know, nah. you've got to have a buffer. You've got to have a buffer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I was actually real bad at this, was hurrying the kids along. Like, hurry up, son, hurry up. Like, we've got to go, we've got to go, we've got to go. Yeah. And then I've learned that that's a – that's programming them to operate like that. You know what I mean? Like we're always in a rush. That's what we do. That's our, that's our familiar. Yeah. And I don't want that. For <clears throat> Get in that rat race mentality, man, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny you say that because uh, again, back to the thing about passions and, and uh, people breaking out of that matrix is for me um, of all the things we try and teach our kids, the most important thing I want to teach them the most important thing I want to teach them is, is to follow their dreams, follow their passions. You know, that takes hard work. You're not going to sit on the couch um, playing video games saying you're a musician. You know, you follow your dreams, you work hard, but to do what they actually love in life. And if that means you want to be an engineer, be an engineer, go to school, lovely, awesome. If that means you want to be an artist, be an artist. If that means you want to, whatever, whatever the hell it is in life, do, do that, chase those things. You know, I guess... Uh, that's that's what's what I want to teach them about life from a, from a young age. There's no expectation to do anything else in the world except find what you love and go after it with 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 everything you got, man. And I guess as a father, you know, my job now is to try and build some sort of base where I can maybe give them a launch pad to get off uh, at, when they hit that age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, kids, well, I man. think it's really cool that we're doing what we're doing, bro. Is we are leading by example. Yeah. You know, we are like. My son Aston, he sees me go to work up here in the dozer. I send him videos and and he also sees me do the media thing. So like he's he's seeing yeah. me do these jobs. He's and then he'll see me just do the media job. Like he knows dad's got two more weeks to go and then he's <laughs> never ever ever going away ever again. He's been telling yeah. everyone. So How cool is that. Um, they yeah, and then they will see like they'll remember this stuff. He's five, she's three, turning four. They'll remember this stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh, Dad, you used to drive those, is that? Yeah, I did, son. And that was part of me pursuing this that creates the lifestyle that we now have where yeah. I'm hands-on, home every night, picking you up from school, all that sort of stuff. And you'll be working your ass off, but you'll be doing what you love, man. So, you know, they say you do something, find something that you love and you never work a day in your life, man. How true is that? Like you don't mind working your ass off for, for something that is yours and you own yeah. and you love and you, you're, you're got all your heart and soul in, man. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say that. I, I, I listen to the podcasts back all the time. You know, one of the hardest things to do, listen to your voice hear me talk over people hear me say stupid things it's like oh and i listen to them you know driving around or whatever and the kids will be in the car and the little faces light up that's you daddy that's you on the radio dad what are you doing you know it's it's cool little vibe i get off them um yeah man that's that's we're doing what we love and the kids you're right they see that man you don't have to tell them about it they'll see us doing that and and, um as long as you instill hard work in them that's the hard work thing you know the one thing Everybody who's who's successful, whatever that means to that person, you know, it means something different to everybody. But the one thing they've all got in common is is hard work. Yeah, 
nothing, nothing, um, nothing worth having comes easy, eh? Nah, nah, that's right, man. Um, yeah, it's funny this these COVID times that that we're living in. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are run down with stress, man, and 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 tied down with financial burden and and just the day to day going ons of 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 life and. Um, don't have enough time as a society, people, we don't have enough time to just live and just chase the things that we actually love, you know, and, and it takes guts to break out of that. Um, especially when you've got kids, you've got, you know, um, you've got priorities, you've got responsibilities, you've got things you have to, you have to do targets. You have to meet financially and whatnot every week, every, every fortnight, every month. So it takes guts to break out of that and chase that, that down, man. So it's really good to see more people doing it. It's good to see you doing it, you know, and you can, and you can tell how much you love what, what you do, man. And, um, I just hope yeah. that this, it just keeps, just keeps going and going and going for you. And I think with the, the with the, the passion and the work ethic, you know, I really don't see how it, it can't go that way. And your works, your work speaks for, speaks for itself too. Probably the biggest thing that's held me back up to this point has been self doubt and like not backing myself. Um, which, bro, if I could rid my family of one thing, it would be self-doubt. Yeah. Like, it's so crippling. I, I realise now that I've I've had a lot of – I was insecure my whole life, self-doubt, yeah. which those traits led to the self-sabotage. Anything good that I would have, I would – find a way to get rid of it because yeah. <clears throat> subconsciously I didn't think I deserved it or yep. yes, it's so crazy, man, what we learn, but um, working on that and working on valuing my worth and real, I guess realizing my worth mm. has been a pretty pivotal like transition to okay, sort of mediocre, kind of might be all right sort of business to sweet i can do this full time now yeah yeah that's yeah that's big isn't it the self-doubt thing because you know if you don't believe in you there's not really many other people that are that are going to and no one else is going to put the the hard yards in and make it work for you man and to have that vision Mm. you know i've got i got some obviously ideas dreams goals things i, I want to make happen and yeah, if you were to just walk up to one of the the bloke oh, i'd chat to a few of the blokes work but in general in this you know the nine to five life walk up and yeah. and just tell them what you see in your future they just look at you like dude you're tripping like get back to work man <laughs> so so you've got to have <laughs> and that's sad uh, uh, it's sad bro that that's uh, that's the masses um yeah. subdued you know, like, yeah. speaking of COVID, like, you know, there's a lot of thoughts around the whole what's going on there. And hmm. I, I believe it's it's a lot of subduing the people. Um, the you know, government mongering and the government are, are loving the opportunity to tell us where to sit, what we can do, where we can go, um, tracking oh. people. That mate, They are loving that they've got people putting them back in their box. I don't know, like I've had a few rants on this podcast about it, so I won't go on one now, but they they are loving the opportunity to put people back in their box, man, especially in the information um, 
the, the inf- time, you know, information time that we're, that we're living in, the information era where we can all talk to each other, we can share ideas, we've got data at our fingertips. You know, we, we are able to just, just discover the truths about things for ourselves rather than having to go through gatekeepers, people like yourself that don't need um, big corporations and producers and all this sort of shit to, to build things for them. You can do mm-hmm. things for, you, for yourself, you know. So gatekeepers and a lot of old institutions are becoming obsolete. And, and we have this uh, – and then I, you know, I'm – Again, don't want to go on my soapbox, but things that people are experimenting with, um, mind-altering drugs, psychedelics, things like that, looking outside the box, man. And it's it's just crazy that the government have just gone, well, hang on, this, this, you know, this situation, we're going to jump on it, put people back in their box, fear-mongering, and everything we do is for the safety of the people, you know. And when is this thumb going to get lifted off our head? We don't know. It's it's pretty It's pretty scary at the moment, man. It's it is such an unknown time, hey. And um, mm. yeah, what what you brought up the mind altering, like altered state um, psychedelics, and you know, dimethyltryptamine, psilocybin, bro, Reach. like <laughs> another pivotal moment in my healing journey. Mm. Um, yeah, bro, that that, and it, it's crazy because I've recently watched a lot of stuff and read a lot about how psilocybin and that was introduced yeah. back in the 70s yeah. and then how quickly the government was like, oh, no, 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 like, yeah. no, nah, it's, it's bad. It's so bad. Like, yeah. People, yeah. people get suicidal on psilocybin. Like, yeah, yeah. Have you read – um, have you read Michael Pollan's book, um, How to Change Your Mind, The New Science of Psychedelics? No, really, really good book. I, I mean, I do them audio because I don't have time to sit down and read, but he's yeah. a legit investigator, investigative journalist. Um, he's done a lot of really, um, you know, he's got a really big name in that sort of community. He's in his sixties. I think yeah. now wasn't a drug guy, decided to do a, a book about psychedelics. So he dove, he dove right in and went and, and did psilocybin mushrooms and DMT um, and, and, and acid and a few other things and did some of them in the therapeutic setting with, you know, the, all the, you know, the right, set and setting in place and his breakdown of it all when he goes into the history about when it came out of the universities and you know sort of um got into the community and how that whole situation happened where they ended up um pulling all the acid and uh, stopping all the all the uh, um all the research that was going on and for 30 35 years it just they were, there. They were funding it bro you know and you know, it was, yeah start- yeah and there's people having breakthroughs. They're having one, two, three psilocybin mushroom therapy sessions with a partner or with themselves about some family trauma or addictions or whatever and becoming, you know, what you'd say, you know, healed or cured after, you know, 20 years worth of work in normal therapy sessions, just like that. Yeah. These things can rewire the chemistry of your brain, you know, done in the right way with the right people around. Um, DMT, you know, like people, it can be, it's, I mean, it's, it can be life-changing because I don't see what, the, the problem is with people being super introspective and looking at themselves from the, from the, the most simple part of themselves all the way back out again and, and just trying to, to reorganize their life, change all their views. Like it's not, they, these things aren't dangerous. There's no one's dying from them. You know, there is going to be people who aren't, it's no good for that's, that's true about any, any substance. That's true about, um, it's true about marijuana. That's true about alcohol, you know, but we know that things like alcohol and cigarettes kill people, man. We know that that's for sure. So these substances, man, they just, um, I'm so stoked that it's starting to become, um, 
I've got unstable internet connection there. I'm so stoked that the, the, the ball's rolling again, you know, and that whole community is sort of coming alive again. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next sort of five, 10, 15 years with it. Yeah. Said it wasn't going to go on a rant. It's been a cool year. I said it wasn't going to go on a rant and I went on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up and spoke about that because, yeah, I, we, we see eye to eye on actually pretty much almost everything, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, the government don't want people to be awakened. They mm. want numb. They want people mm-hmm. to believe that what they're being programmed is the one and only way, you know, like yep. that I've only done DMT once and that was just so profound, bro. Like, absolutely five years ago i would have never done that yeah um i was always interested i i remember joe rogan podcast i actually remember exactly where i was in port headland when i was listening to this podcast too yeah um joe rogan talking about dmt actually i asked kalis about it i was like bro do you know anything about dmt and he's like um no, nah, I think you smoke it through a glass pipe. And I was like, oh, hell no, no, nah, that's not for me. Like, I was like, bro, I'm not keen on that. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, that's funny. And then, yeah, shift to now, I'm just so open-minded to, to pretty much anything, bro. Like yep. breath work, you know, holotropic yep. breath work. Yep. Get a DMT release from holotropic breath work. Like there's just so many it, it, tools it, out there that we can use. It's amazing, man. And uh, the funny thing is that people are terrified of, of other people using them. I mean, these things are not addictive substances. You have a DMT mm. experience. You're not chomping at the bit for the next one. You know, you're going away, taking what you learned with you, unpacking it all, working through it. And then, you know, I'm, I'm about a year away from my last one and I'm thinking, Whew, maybe I could go down that rabbit hole again. I know it would be good for me, but I'm nervous, man. I'm scared because I'm going to have to look inside yeah. behind the curtains really, you know, without a filter and then do the work yeah. afterwards. So it's some serious, serious shit, man. So, um, yeah. And, and I think Joe Rogan, our man Rogan, he actually describes it probably the best way I've heard it described, um, which is it's like getting your laptop desk or your desktop on your on your computer and all those old files with random shit in them that build up over the time and just wiping it all clear and then having one little box there that says my old bullshit and then you start with a fresh screen and then slowly you start unpacking that box and saying no i don't need that no i don't need that that i can keep that i can keep you know and you start from scratch again and it's a real good sort of uh, reset like that yeah it's, it's out of it trying to explain a journey to someone who's never journeyed, you know, Mm. like for me, what comes up a lot is when I feel I'm being judged by someone who's not done it and, and, you know, comments and that, that they make. And I think, man, if only you knew, like if only you just went on a journey and like, it's, yeah, it's mind boggling, eh, bro? That's right. It really is, man. And you know, there's, different ways people use things people go and have mushrooms and just party on them that's fine you do whatever you want but that's not the way i would use psilocybin that would be uh you know in a real comfortable setting with you know one or two people i'm super super comfortable around and with and 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 going in with a purpose to 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 do some work you know what i mean like um yeah yeah. Yeah. see what see what i can 
see what I can uncover and, and where we go from there because it just makes you view things from a through a different lens and you know rewires things in your brain as well so super yeah. super excited about that whole field man but there's stuff there that you don't even know know is yeah. there right and then like you said go in ceremony set an intention like mm surrender to the journey and Ooh, just let yeah. it take you wherever and- that's important isn't it they try and turn corners yeah. That, yeah, on your own you got to go with yeah. the flow <laughs> and, 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 as, and as well you know i think it's when you're talking about that responsible and important to say that to, to anyone that's sort of looking at at that avenue you can have bad trips man and what that is is that there's things you need to confront and they're being put bang right in front of you and you cannot turn away ignore run away from them anymore that's what a bad trip is or you're fighting it you know what i mean again you need to do that work and if you do the work you know then you can go back in and and hopefully have a good experience yeah yeah actually that's very similar to my first one psilocybin was was that that um there was a like it was all so beautiful at the start even like amazing and anyone who's done psilocybin will know what i'm talking about the colors you know like the the highlight of pinks and the yellows and the and the baby blues and like oh bro it was so like a turkish um like a turkish plate you know you just oh, yeah plates and they all got like yeah yeah like what a great frag- a frag- great frag- description frag- i haven't heard that just it bro, described like, that. Yeah. like that and it's all like they're like moving around like moving a kaleidoscope. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So cool. Uh, and then I remember it was all bright and yellow and then just it just closed in. Darkness, darkness, darkness. And I thought, oh, what's this? I don't like this. I knew what it was. It was tied to what I went through when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, my, my, my dad. Uh, and that's something that I hadn't dealt with what was I, 30, 32, yeah, mm. for 30, well, 30 odd years. And when it come closing in, I was like, oh, I, I think I know what this is. And then it just went, it just got black, like black, complete black. And I started to hold my breath and just <laughs> tense. Yeah. And like, I was not, like, I was like, no, 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 like, not doing this, not going yeah. there, not letting go of this thing. Yeah. And then I remember the facilitator, she said, um, the the mushroom is intelligent, it's smart, it will give you what you need, hmm. just surrender to the process. And that, that penny dropped halfway through, and I was like, oh, surrender to the process. Yeah. Literally in that moment, took a deep breath, like a, <gasps> and it was like, I surrendered to that process, took that deep breath and the, the darkness just went, Boof. it's like, uh-huh. literally felt like I pulled a piece out and got rid of it, bro. It was How cool crazy. is that? How cool is that? Oh, so cool. Something, yeah. something as when you I, break- I even got tricked. Sorry. Sorry, bro. You go. No. Also, I was going to say something as simple as effect, uh, uh, effectively just letting go. You know, people can say it to you, you can think about it, but something as simple as actually letting it go, man. And you know, it's 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 that it's that experience with the with the psilocybin that you know 
allowed you to do that and it's, and it's probably rewired your brain around that those you know, those circumstances that they don't affect you the same the same way anymore you know they talk about it being really great for post-traumatic stress disorder because they can go back to a traumatic event discuss it with people delete the negative vibes and feelings and emotions that are attached to it. Sometimes it can be sound, color, smell, all these different things that are attached to this negativity and they can kind of rewire it in a different direction so that you, when you then think you never stop thinking about that kind of stuff, it's always something that's in your life trauma, but you don't have the same connection to it. You now know that you have, you can let it go and you can, and you can look at the trauma and deal with it and, and, and view it in another way. Sort of, it's not that negative, um, it doesn't control your, your life anymore, you know? So how is that mm. bad? How is, mm. how is that bad? But Hey man, you can go buy a pack of smokes down the road and then drink yourself into a stupor and, and, and fucking drive your car home and run somewhere. But no, no sweat. Do that. That's all good. As long as you pay your taxes, man, that's all good. And then go to the chemist and get pharmaceuticals. Heroin. You know, like heroin in a tablet. Hero- yeah. No one's ever died from that, though. You buy it over the counter. Mm. No one's ever died from that, though. (laughs) Crazy, eh? No side effects. No, not addictive. No side effects. No. So Not addictive, no side effects. Bro, (laughs) you look on the packets to those things, and often the side effects are (laughs) – one of the side effects will be the reason why you're taking the thing. Yeah. You know, like you're going to take an anxiety pill, and on the side effects will say, could cause anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety or mild depression. You're like, yeah. what? Plus diarrhea, your hair falling out, vomiting, stomach pains. Yeah. Like, what kind of ride am I getting on here, man? Ex- eczema, um, you know, like <laughs> all this shit. Yeah, but psychotic events. They make money on it. So. Well, you yeah, know, yeah, it's big business, man. And, you know, the culture is shifting, man. The culture is shifting. We would have been weirdos having this conversation 15 years ago. You know what I mean? We would have been a fringe conversation. Yeah. But these conversations are happening now, man. And 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 the information yeah. is it's out there. You love that book. Um, I'll shoot it to you in DMs after, man. But you you I reckon you really love that book. I don't know if you read or if you do audios or anything like that. But such a good such a good look at the, the, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing from from the outside. He's such a, a a good a good writer, a good author, man. So. Yeah, mm. I so love that he's actually studying it. Yeah, yeah, he really has. Yeah, um, the only thing he didn't do was um, uh, MDMA because it's under the it's it's like a uh, I'm not sure if it's under the amphetamine banner, but it, it it raises your heart rate and he's got some heart problems, so it can actually be physically dangerous to some people. Whereas the mushrooms, the DMT, the acid, it's not physically dangerous to you at all. You can actually you're gonna be all right, you know. You, so yeah, yeah, pretty cool, yeah. pretty cool book, pretty cool read, man. I told you we go on tangents on this thing. Cool. Good, bro. Good. <laughs> I love, love it. Man, hey, um, so I think mean, I've got I always have some little notes written down on the side there just to keep this keep the combo flowing and to make sure I hit all the, the things I, I wanted to know but so I don't get too um too off topic but um I really haven't needed them we've discussed everything naturally which is the way I love it I love when I look at my book at the end and go I covered everything on that I didn't even really need a look so that's that's sort of where we're at at the moment but I do want to know what's next what's next we've sort of brushed over it what's next for Jay Godfrey in, in, in the Jay Godfrey story man where, where do we go hmm That's a good question, man. So 
it's hard to even put into words. I know I'll start with what I do know. Um, <laughs> next year, I impact media will, I'll be getting a studio. So I've got big plans for a studio space and what I want to do with the space. Um, which will all tie into the reason I started impact media was through my healing journey. There was a pretty pivotal moment. There's been a few pivotal moments, but one was meeting, um, meeting a dude on actually on Instagram, bro. So when I was going through my separation, I moved back to Brizzy. I didn't really have friends. Um, I had friends, but I didn't really have a good circle. And I met this one dude, wow. Um, ended up going down the coast with him, catching up with him, meeting him, and just hit it off. Like, so this he's a, he's a big dude. He's about six one, six two, hundred and five kilos, shredded. Like to look at him, you think, far like beast. Yeah. So when I went down to train with this dude, I was thinking we're going to have to do this like hardcore training, like. I was preparing myself. We did about a 15-minute hit session. And I was like, he's like, sweet, that's it. And I was like, fuck, is that it? I'm like, man, easy. Smash that. And then he sat down, and I'll never forget, this was the second time we actually hung out. He sat down, we all sat down, and he goes, all right, today, today we, I just want to talk a little bit about mental health and go over a few topics. Um, and today's topic is love. And, and what does love mean to you? And I was thinking, what the heck? Like, <laughs> this is weird. Like, this is gay, you know, like that. <laughs> what have I got myself that, into here? Yeah. Yeah, like, this is stupid. And, and I thought, actually, that's, that's out of a question. I tried to think, and I couldn't answer it, bro. I was like, what is, oh, you know, oh, it's like, you know, you, you say it to your wife or something, you know. I didn't know what love was. Mm. Fast forward probably about six months and these conversations were getting more and more and we were starting to do other work and align with other people who were in the similar fields or, you know, having these conversations. It was like we were calling these people in this energy. And, uh, and then we, along with, there was about 20 of us all up, went for a walk out in the bush. Um, took you might know the name of it oh it's a cactus oh peyote yeah yeah a heart opener yeah so took that went for a walk um did a 20k walk and we did some exercises down there some things like a primal scream and and just spoke um it was led by a guy Lenor holler who's now means medicine mm. and that what happened on that day was why right so why i looked up to like like to, in my eyes this guy was the guy that could do everything mm. still think that you know like he could fight he could you know like do everything everything that was a tough man right so he was yeah. a tough dude he fought growing up fought, fighting the gangs back in in new zealand and you know just he was a tough dude <clears throat> and, and the, the guy that was tougher than him was his dad, even yeah. tougher again, you know, yeah. probably fought everyone in the country, 
17 times. You know, the the dude is half. So for these two tough dudes to be there, and on this day, I was given permission when Wa opened up and spoke. um, Every time I get emotional, I... Still good. um, Yeah, so Wa got up and spoke about some trauma and he's full-blown crying. You know, the toughest guy that I knew at this point in my life is standing in front of us other 18 dudes crying, full-blown crying and turns around, points at his dad, looks at all of us and says, all I wanted my whole life was for that man there to love me and Bro, for me, that just like, I lost it, eh? Like, we were all pretty upset because we 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 were not used to seeing this vulnerability, you know? So yeah. for this dude that we all respected and valued so much to stand up there and just cry and say he wanted his dad to love him like he was a little boy, like his son again, yeah, it just opened the floodgates. Eh? And it was honestly that moment on that day where I really stepped into being vulnerable and yeah. because I was given permission. So he gave me permission that day to be myself, to be emotional, to be vulnerable, to mm. cry. Like I've, I've actually been this person my whole life, mm. but I suppressed it because my whole life I wanted to be tough. Yeah, My whole life I wanted to be known as the tough guy. Bro, I've never even been in a fight. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Never in my life have I punched another human. Yeah, right. Um, so oh, here I was getting around, pretending to be this big, tough dude, suppressing mm. my emotions, never crying, and it made me unhappy. Mm. And then that day, it was like I was just given permission to just be myself and be free. That... Is a long story, but that no, a good is story. the reason why I started that. Yeah. That's why I started Impact Media, bro, because through that men's medicine and then um, Wyatt Davidson and I started another, founded another group called Amend. Both groups still operating and still doing a lot of work in mental health with um, men, women. I think even Amend are doing um, work with troubled youths now, which is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like you said earlier, there's this big shift going on in the world, um, which is cool. So through that work over the last two years and me doing all the videography and photography for that, mm. but I really found a passion for telling stories mm. in, a, in a form that like you feel. Like if you watch one of my videos, I want you to feel what yeah. I felt on that day that Wai gave me permission, you know, that this father here gave, told his son he loves him for the first time, capturing that emotion mm. and delivering that to the world. Yeah. That's why I started Impact Media. <clears throat> so Impact Media was literally a media company with the intention to make a positive impact in the world through mm. Storytelling and you know impactful content, but oh, the, that's a little bit about my why and what's coming up is is lots of impact media stuff. The studio will 
yeah, it'll be all of that sort of. We'll follow. We'll follow anyway, man. We touch up. We'll touch bases again. I have a feeling we're going to have some more conversations anyway, so we don't have to hit everything yeah. right now, man. Like, and that that was an amazing story, dude, man. Um, <clears throat> your mate Wa well, sounds like he's got some big balls on him, man. You talk about um uh self confidence. That's a self confident man right there to be able to stand up and do that and put himself out, be so vulnerable in yeah. front of those people, man. That many people, and obviously give everyone that permission to, 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 to feel like that as well, man. It's funny you say we see eye to eye on a lot of things and I feel you brother because, you know, I spent my whole life, look, we spoke about, um, building, building, um, a facade. I wanted people to see me as, and as a man now, I, I finally feel I'm confident and comfortable in my skin. I have my, I still have uh, a lot of vulnerable, you know, uh, insecurities, man, but I don't mind showing my vulnerabilities. You know, I, I don't need people to think I'm a tough dude anymore. I don't care about that, man. You know, um, I, I, yeah, I, I want to, I, I, um, appreciate tough dudes. I watch the UFC, man, you know what I mean? So, um, and I want my kids to, 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 again, example lead by example you know to grow up and, and realize it's not all about you got to be you got to be who you are man um men's medicine uh yeah i, I follow them too and it must be through through you there's that there's that chain that knock-on effect that you know we talk about what we've we've got access to today man um i love that they're doing that working with troubled youths like how cool is that man that, that you have something a grassroots foundation that's going to have that kind of reach man yeah. um I, I just i love it i love the whole story man um, I really appreciate you sharing that with us as well, man. You know, like, even though, um, you know, it, it's it's hard to be vulnerable, even though I'm, I'm sure you're getting more and more practice at it now and then, and that's who, who you are. I've got to check myself all the time. And, and, and that's one of my, I don't have very many rules on my podcast. Um, but honesty is, is the number one thing, which is why I don't edit, which is why I let us go wherever we go. It's got to be natural. And I've always got to check myself, you know, I'm worrying about who's listening. Even my, my, you know, my parents, uh, they listen along. My dad's a Baptist minister, man, back in the day. Great man. But, you know, we have some different uh, takes yeah. on things, you know. You don't want to disappoint people, but yeah. I have to be honest, man. I've got to be me. I, I went through the phase of, of, of um, uh, lying. I grew up lying about everything man that was my defense mechanism in my in my family i got older brothers i've seen the wars that they had with with each other and with my dad and my way around that was to just create again that that facade everyone got a facade everyone got the look i wanted them to get and i was real good at it man you know cheating on girls all that kind of shit and then when it came crashing down on me i thought fuck i've got a chance here to spin some more webs more lies rope more people into them or just be myself, tell the truth. And the decision to do it was super hard. But once I did, it was so much uh, a weight off my shoulders. Um, and the, the impact you first get when you tell someone the truth in a bad situation doesn't last. And then you're into, especially as men, into, all right, how do we fix this problem situation rather than, all right, how do I cover my tracks? Who else needs to yeah. be involved in this web? Do you know? No, no, no. Yeah. This is the truth, man. Fuck, as terrible as it is, I thought I was better than this. You thought I was better than this. What do we do to fix it? And then we're on. Now, then we're in problem solving mode, you know? So I got to check myself all the time, make sure I'm staying honest and then telling, just telling the truth and, and putting myself out there through, through my podcast as well, man. And 
um, hey, man, I knew we'd have a good chat. I didn't realize I, I'd um, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we'd connect on so many on so many different levels, man. So uh, I've just loved I've loved having you on here. I've loved this chat, man. This has been fucking awesome. Super super um, invigorating for me, man. Um, uh, another thing I wanted to ask before you know we start to wrap it up was was what do you do? I asked you something in, in the in the messages about um, what you do for your free time, and you said you like to spend a lot of time with your kids. I'm down with that. That's that's um, that's my jam as well. But what do you do to keep yourself refreshed, to keep your energy and your vibe up? Because as much as we love them, mm-hmm. we do need some time away from them. You don't want to. We're with people that we love twenty four seven. We all get a bit edgy around each other, and I think it's healthy for us to go away and do our own things and come back and miss people. So, what do you do to keep your your cup full, man? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that that will drastically change moving forward because, as I mentioned earlier, last swing of FIFO. So, honestly, bro, I've gotten so used to FIFO over ten years that I feel like a bit of filling my cup up was actually coming out here and running a what running away from everything really because you come out to FIFO and you just, you know, I get up in the morning, I do my morning routine, um, which is usually consists of meditation, at least 10 minutes. Um, and then I'll, I'll do some exercises, some stretching or, you know, 100 push-ups, 100 squats, something like that to get in my body, drink my water. And then I'll go to the gym. And then if I have time, I'll read 10 pages of a book. So when I come out here, I just do that, then I go to work. So I kind of get that top up. Your life becomes so moving, simple. Yeah. And, but I also, I think, used, misused that as well because I used it to run away from confrontation in town, especially in my marriage. I mm. was actually happier away, um, and that was why my wife ended up leaving because I would come home. When I was in Headland, bro, I, was doing, I did a six-month stint like ridiculous absolutely no need to do that ever like how much money do you need that you have to go away for six months you know it's only the other side of australia (laughs) the plane to get home was 1200 bucks and i was like damn in my company, but because it was confronting. Yeah, bro. And I would justify it with, we need the money, but I'd go away and I'd spend the money on shit. So I realized now that I was, I've I've used FIFO to get away and justify it with, we need the money. Like how Mm. can you need the money still after 10 years of FIFO? You know what I mean? Like you got to be real bad at finances and stuff so sorry to to fill my cup bro i do love to i love to train um i love Mm. getting sunshine love going to the beach i love swimming in the ocean yeah if i feel heavy like energy wise tired um go jump in the ocean just a good wash off get some sun on the skin go for a walk Mm. um and i actually love connecting with people bro Mm. sitting down having a chat having a coffee yeah Cool, cool, man. How good's the ocean, bro? I've always had a thing <clears throat> about the ocean. Oh. In in my mind, uh, 
I used to, especially when I was younger and life was hectic and all sorts of shit going on, I'd go down the beach, I'd drive down there, I'd walk down there, whatever, I'd sit down there, I'd smoke a joint and I'd look at the water, man, and just, I'd exhale and everything would just go away, man. I'd look at that water and I'd know that all the troubles were behind me, the people, the hassle, the hustle and bustle, whatever shit I'd got myself into and out there was the ocean, man, and that's just where it all, it just all ends. And it would stress me out yeah. thinking about people that live in, in inner city, large inner city areas. Just imagine being this this house in the middle of houses on houses on blocks on blocks on freeways and roads. And just where the fuck do you get away from it? I can see how people get it from the mountains or even the desert, you know. Uh, but that ocean, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, that's where it ends. That's where the the problems, human problems, end, man. It's so it's just you know cleansing to use an overused word. So yes. Um, you you said the word spirit bird at the start what was that in relation to so I asked you for some favourite songs Uh, you you flicked through spirit bird as one of them so before we start I'll do a little intro I'll have spirit bird play you know uh, as much as I can get away with Uh, I'll have a bit of spirit bird play and I'll just tell people what's going on for today's episode and and lead it in and I figure that that's probably a bit of your vibe hey yeah, um, and what you just said about being near a large body of water, Xavier Rudd says it in one of his songs about saying about many moons have risen and fallen long before you came. Yeah. Um, so, what does it say? When you feel the weight of society adding to the strain, take a stroll to the nearest water and remember your place. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, one thing I want to do in my life is meet that dude. Yeah, right. Xavier Rudd. Which probably won't be that hard because I think he kicks around Byron. Yeah, I think so, man. And um, he's an awesome, awesome uh, musician. Seen him live a couple of times, and wow, man, he just actually yeah. didn't wasn't I didn't dig him before I saw him live because my missus was all about him. So I had a little thing, you know. And then we we saw him live. This is 12, 15 years ago. Saw him live, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah, man, you got me. I'm I'm on board. So <laughs> are we? I, we are tarred with the same brush, bro. Legit. <laughs> like it was, it was fourteen years ago. The chick that I moved over here with, yeah, Jamie. She just before we split, and she went back to NZ. I came home from work, and she was there drinking. She didn't drink often, and mm. she was there having a few drinks. And I was like, "Oh, what are you up to?" She goes, "Oh, no, no, I'm just going to a concert." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, didn't even know. Yeah, out of it. She's like, "Oh no, one of the girls from work's coming over," and anyway, it was Xavier Rudd. Yeah, and just like you, bro, from that day on, I was like, "Xavier, (laughs) who's he? Who's this dude?" I don't know. I didn't even listen to him. And then through my healing, bro, I would always hear Spirit Bird come on through ceremony. And yeah, yeah, like man, that just sings to my heart now. That song, eh? He's amazing Crazy. live, man. He's amazing, amazing live. Hey, um, oh, I have to say, look, man, um, we've done. Where where are we sitting at? We're we're sitting at just over an hour. Um, yeah, I think it's a good digestible chunk of, of time. But a couple of things before I get you out of here. One. I'd love to have another conversation with you, man, that you're talking about storytelling. That's yeah. your passion. One of my passions, um, and I don't have uh, at the moment the, a means to 
express it or make it happen. But one of my passions is oh, I, I love media. I love movies. I love TV shows. I love music. Yeah. I love storytelling through that vibe as well, through that um, um, medium. But a lot of what we listen to, <clears throat> especially movies and, and, and all that sort of stuff is overseas, America, England, especially America, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, we know all about their political system we know all about their history we know all about their stories with the with the native americans and what happened with the settlers and all this kind of shit it's really really interesting stuff i love it we know obviously a lot about what happened in europe and and the english colonizing places and all that sort of shit and obviously new zealand australia were on that list but we don't tell and new zealand's probably better at this than australia but we don't tell our own stories enough man the aboriginal people you know i'm part aboriginal man Uh, this is something's close to my to my heart um the Aboriginal people have so many stories to tell, and and the and the and the uh, you know the the Europeans that come over here. There's so many untold stories. Part of the Aboriginal culture is that they don't talk about a lot of that stuff, um, trauma, especially people that have passed away. But as well, they don't write things down; they story tell verbally. So there's so many things that I just I would love to be captured between you know your culture, my culture, the stories that we've got on our own soil, man, people need to hear them. Those stories need to, need to get out. And I think you see it starting to happen more and more now. And I I love that. I'm super passionate about telling our own stories, man, you know? So yeah, Yeah. I thought I'd just throw that out there. Um, and we could chat about storytelling and all that kind of stuff, man. But is there anything else you wanted to, to share with us or add, tell us about man, like where, where can people find you? Insta, Facebook, YouTube, website, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, at the moment, it's I'm transitioning into Impact Media. It was Jay Godfrey Media. It still is. I think that's going to become personal account, which is at Jay Godfrey Media, Instagram. Um, Facebook is just my name, Jay Godfrey. Um, for more of the short films and eventually down the track podcast, um, mm. that's the vision for Impact is to do short films. Yeah. On, on Stay Yourself and then interview you in a podcast mm. about what the short film meant to you, yeah, right. things that you went through that got you to that point, you know? So yeah, yeah. I guess sharing people's stories. So yeah. keep that short impact media for that sort of stuff. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much me, bro. I'm a bit of a noob on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Insta's definitely my go-to. Yeah, yeah, same. I just use Facebook to post episodes up really and and buy and sell shit (laughs) um but uh i i think you'd be awesome on a podcast bro i think you'd fucking kill it i think you just you got the you got the voice you got the vibe i think you've um yeah i think you'd do really really well in that space man i'd love to see that that happening too um is there any shout outs you'd like to give to anybody man We've already talked about men's medicine, Carlos, and that, bro. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, because yeah. um, oh, bro, <laughs> I won't lie, bro. I do love to chat, so I'll just say um, a big shout out to everyone who's loved and supported me mm. um, from day one till now. Recently, whenever, um, thank you for all the love and support because I know there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that mean a lot to me, and those people know who they are um i won't say all their names on here yeah oh, man yeah yeah thank cool. you to you bro for having me on for the invitation i've loved and it man. for doing what you do acknowledgement to you yeah acknowledgement to you bro for stepping into your truth and your power and uh 
sharing with the world. Yeah, thanks, bro. Appreciate it, man. I've I've loved it. I've been super vibe, you know, excited about this this chat for a while, man. I'm glad that you give me some give me some time and um yeah, I'd love to tee it up again and follow the journey a little bit, man. So yeah, thanks heaps for your time, dude. And I think that on that on that I'll stop reckon, recording and uh, summer. So sorry, mate. We'll kick we'll kick one off in summer, bro. Oh yeah. See yeah, how yeah. the first, you know, three, four months of media have gone and, and Beautiful. what's going on. But yeah, again, thank you so much well, Too for easy. having me and um, yeah, appreciate your heaps, bro. Thanks, bro. Thanks for your time, man. Episode number eight. Actually, can I get a little... Oh, yeah. A little what do you need? <clears throat> I'm just going to get a little... Um, get a little bird. Oh, yeah, right. I also get a photo of you through here too. That's a good way. To, I like to put a photo up on Insta of the guests, so that's not a bad idea. Just a little... You know, it'll support the community and there he is, the man. The average man. Thank you. I've loved it, man. Too easy. Thanks so much. Podcast. Yeah, man, find it on find it on all your podcast outlets. It's on Spotify and all that sort of jazz. Apple Apple Podcasts, wherever you wherever you get them from, man. She's up there. You'll see my um my little logo. So appreciate the time. Loved it, man. Awesome, bro. Awesome. Too easy. Peace out. Legend. Thank you very much.